1: Yes, they are. Sandy Rios with you, and this is, uh, this is a very special day, and I'm so glad you've joined us. This is my last time at this mic uh, in this live show, in this time slot at AFR Talk. Uh, and we are, though, let me say, this is a transition. It's not the end. I'm transitioning to a podcast. It's called Sandy Rios 24-7. It will start on January the 9th. Uh, and I will continue as Director of Governmental Affairs for the American Family Association. And just so that you know, I'm doing nuts and bolts right up front here. You might want to grab a pencil and paper. Uh, Starting Monday, when I'm not with you on a regular basis, my good friend J. Christian Adams and my good friend Fred Jackson will be hosting uh, this show. And you know, they do a great job, and so you won't miss a beat. they'll They'll give you all the election information, perspective. Christian's an expert at that. Uh, and Jenna Ellis, who is the new host, Jenna will start the Jenna Ellis show on January the second. So and Jenna, you know has a lot of experience. I interviewed her yesterday, and I think she's she's just got great qualifications, and I think you're going to be in very good hands. Now, let me just, again, I'm getting nuts and bolts out of the way here. Um, Some of you are wondering, you know, where do I go? I listen on the radio stations in my area in the country. How do I find, you know, a podcast? Well, if you go to AFR.net, AFR.net, that's our home base. uh, You could always find me on that platform. If you have a smartphone, I think you should download the AFR app. Because that means you could listen any time of the day, anywhere you are in the world. Afr app, and ask your grandkids or your kids or your neighbors how to do that. It's not hard, really. It isn't, and you can also listen on all kinds of podcast platforms: Apple, Spotify, all those. You'll be able to hear it beginning January the ninth. And then um, one other thing: if you, uh, I, we have been w- without your permission. And if you don't want this, you can refuse. But we're gonna. I did, thought this morning maybe I should compile an email list. Uh, so I'm, so for those of you who have sent these incredible email, huh, who've, that's made me cry, uh, we're going to put you on an email list un- unless you tell me that you don't want that. And if some of you have not um, corresponded with us at sandy at afr.net and you'd like to be on an email list so that you can know, uh, you know, things that are happening, uh, then send us an email at sandy at afr.net. And then last on that, the nuts and bolts, uh, you can always go to sandyrios.com that is a website that within, it's in const- under construction right now but um you can go there and get whatever is happening so there's lots of lots of choices there and so i think is that everything did i get everything i think i did i want to say uh, before i jump into other things mm-hmm. i just uh, want to thank uh, my producer adam Suddeth, who's been with me for almost the entire excuse me it's early. I thank Adam who's gotten up with me every morning and struggled and fought, you know, to get a, a million clips that I give him. Uh, it's, you know, he's got a family and it's uh, it's it's been a, it was a learning curve for all of us uh, to do an early morning show. And Adam has stepped up to the plate and he's really improved his, uh, just grown in his skills. It's just been a, so it's been a, I just want to thank Adam publicly for all the work he's done. And I want to thank Devin also. Devin is on the board. Devin is very talented. He's very competent. And I have so, you know, he was one of my first producers at AFA. And now uh, he is, uh, he's done the board faithfully for several years now. So Devin, thank you so much also. All right. So now, uh, we thought today uh, we would we and then the we the we is me and my husband Bruce. I asked Bruce to join me. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. Um, I've asked him to to join me this morning, and we thought it would be fun if we gave you some little history and behind the scenes stories <laughs> that you might not have known yeah. about uh, the, about this show, Sandy Rios in the morning. Um, let me just say, I told this briefly yeah, this week already, so I won't belabor this story. But you may wonder, how in the world did I get to Afr talk? And really, it was just a, it was a God thing, and I'll tell you why. I was working for Fox. I was on O'Reilly Factor. They invited me to talk about uh, Ellen DeGeneres being their spokesperson, and uh, we objected to that because she was a gay activist, and J.C. Penney was a family a family business that promoted family and all of that. Oh, how quaint those uh, thoughts are now, right? We've come to a brand new understanding of all of this, understandings, in quotes. Uh, But my task was to make the case that that was not a good idea, and Bill was very concerned that I say something bad about Ellen DeGeneres. So it was like every time I tried to say something, he would jump in. (laughs) If any of you remember Bill, you know how that was. And he just kept blocking all the things. And I always pray before I go to those Television hits, I make notes, and I just ask for God to help me to speak and say the right things. Uh, But I was not allowed. I was blocked at every turn. And so when I finished that, I went out and got in the car with my husband, Bruce, (laughs) and I said, sweetheart, I don't know why I'm doing this. I've been on television for years, and I really don't care. People see my face. I know who I am. That's not why I do this. And if it's all about just getting made up and going on camera, that is just, I can't do that anymore uh because it I have to be able to say what I believe is true. And so Bruce held my hand through that and the very next morning Tim Wildman who is the president of the American Family Association and over AFR talk called me and said he saw me with Bill O'Reilly and would I please come and do the morning show for American Family Radio. And that's how it started and this is this is this is God, you see. So um so then there was another incident. Bruce, I think you should, you should talk about this part of it, this part of the story. <laughs>
7: <laughs> Not long after we got married, uh, Sandy needed to have both of her hips replaced, and, and she'd had the surgery. And that was very close to when Tim called to uh, have Sandy start the show. It was in, within weeks, I think. And uh, so we were going to fly from Washington, D.C., where we were living, to Tupelo. And uh, so Sandy was on a walker. Uh, because of her surgery. And uh it was it was a it was quite a, a journey getting there. We had to change planes in Charlotte and when we got to Birmingham and then we had to drive to uh Tupelo and now after all that traveling Sandy needed to change her clothes.
1: Before I but, went in for the before inter- she went to in talk meet to meet the staff.
7: Him and everyone. And uh we we didn't know where to stop. So we finally stopped at a church <laughs> and Sandy went in and I think some lady was like Oh, my, what are you doing here? <laughs> She's like, I need to change my clothes. But you have to understand, she could barely bend over and, and move Couldn't it. Couldn't sit, time. no
1: place to sit, no place to, just to, to get <laughs> shoes on, to get, you know, all, it was quite, it was quite a process. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I did before I went to Bruce. Then I got hobbled back to the car. Yeah. <laughs> and then Bruce told me to AFR, and I hobbled in on my walker, yeah. what I'm sure was quite a vision. We always sure, they were real thrilled about this. <laughs> what did Tim think when he saw
7: this woman hobbling in on a walker? Who have I hired here?
1: And you know, Bruce, uh, remember, we lived in a uh, high-rise apartment in, uh, right outside, right by the Pentagon. And each morning, I would get up in the dark and try... To get my clothes on, my shoes, my oh. socks. I mean, it was. I, I wish there was a video <laughs> yeah. because I, I
4: Maybe couldn't, you don't. <laughs> and
1: I couldn't hurry. You know, there was no hurrying. No. And if I finally no. got set, I've sat down in the studio. I if I dropped something or something was across the room, like it was like everything was so hard. But anyway, that was yeah. the that's the uh, double hip replacement yeah. story.
7: Well, and then on the way home, what topped it off is uh, we we once again had to change planes in Charlotte. To get back to virginia and uh we were running to the minute the plane was a little late getting in and we were from one end of the airport to the other it couldn't have been further away or connecting flight and uh so i grabbed the bags and sandy grabbed her walker and it had tennis balls on the on the legs so that it would slide and one of the tennis balls had, had eaten through and so as she's pushing, all of a sudden, one side of her walker would grab on the floor, and she'd, like, do a 90-degree <laughs> turn. And so we'd be like, come on, Sandy. She'd do a turn. We'd go a little further. She'd do a turn. <laughs> we just made it But to we the did plane.
1: make the plane, yes. So, we did. So all the things we did in the early days of uh, Sandy Rios in the morning. And then, of course, uh, it's long-time listeners will remember an adventure we had uh, on our bikes In Washington, D.C., and I should tell you that. I should let you tell that story too, Bruce.
7: Okay. Uh, Sandy and I were riding our bikes, and uh, we were right in front of the White House, actually, and she caught a rut with her tire and went right onto her face, fell flat on her face, began to bleed immediately. Um, She goes, Bruce, I knocked out my teeth. And what happened is she had broken her nose, her jaw, and knocked out her two front teeth and lacerated her lip and I'll never forget, you know, Washington, D.C. can be a very cold place, and people kept coming up and trying to help. A little Asian lady came from one of her push carts and brought a bag of ice to take care of Sandy, and as I say, we were in front of the White House, and the Secret Service, which has a, um, uh, like a police detail that had a a paramedic, they came, and they took care of Sandy, Mm -hmm. and it was just
1: and they took me to the best hospital, yeah. which was also, it could have been very different because yeah. there are bad hospitals. And uh, you know about the Asian lady, I should say, you know, I was on my knees. I couldn't see because I had a lot of blood and I was just uh, face down. So people, I knew I could hear people's voices. I remember one guy describing me a lot younger than I was. So he was trying to describe it to the police. Oh. <laughs> and I thought, well, well that's a, there's, one, there's one upside of this. But no, but here's the thing. This uh, Asian lady you mentioned came over and started, she didn't speak English, but I, I, was, I could see through my hair and my ugh, whatever, uh, she was stroking my hand, stroking my hand, and I, I'm sure she was a Christian. Yeah. I'm just sure she was a Christian, and I just said the God thing was amazing. Well, so then, I've got to go through all, it was, it was actually three years before I got proper teeth. I don't yeah. think I've ever re- explained this to people, and so yeah. Don't <laughs> and
7: so something happened one morning I never thought would happen until we got much older. Um, normally, Sandy and I will speak in the morning and and before she goes and does her show. But that morning, for whatever reason, we didn't. And so I'm in the other part of the house because we have our studio in the house, and literally the show is starting. The, the and I hear Bruce. Where's my teeth? And she because she had implant teeth, uh, temporary and they were in another part of the house. So I came running with her teeth which she put in and very seamlessly went, "Hi, good morning. This is Sandy Rios." <laughs> But I never thought I'd hear us calling for our teeth. At <laughs> no, that stage I of our so, life. too young.
1: Men. <laughs> anyway, well, and I, then I actually did the show without my teeth uh, for probably several days. I forgot what happened, yeah. uh, which was ridiculous. But I did it uh, because you know me and uh, kind of crazy. But it, you know the the whole accident. Uh, there was just this uh, sense of God's presence. I have to say, and it wasn't really until later I realized how uh, how it affected my speech because I used to have. Clearer speech than I have now. It has because my lip was affected, and you know, so that's something that I've had to deal with. But um, I've just had to learn to enunciate better, and hopefully, I've achieved that. And um, uh, one last thing before we run out of time, because this is our little stories. Then we want to talk to people. Um, the other traumatic thing that happened a little over a year ago was when you got COVID, Bruce, and. Um, I, you almost died, and that was a rough patch. And I, at the same time, got COVID, mm-hmm. but I never missed a show. I, I'm just yeah. telling you, I got up and did, um, did the show. I well, I surely must have missed it when you were in the hospital. No, I don't. I'm not sure I did.
7: I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I was, I don't know. I Adam, I did I? I don't remember.
1: <laughs> uh, but you know, I came from my folks were just, um, they were they worked seven days a week, and you didn't not work. And so, and also, I just, this sounds like I'm bragging, and I don't mean that. I I guess I'm kind of crazy, but I just feel a responsibility. I have loved being your host. I've taken seriously the responsibility to deliver you a perspective. I feel that's what God called me to do. I I think these stories may confirm that he's called me to do this. And so um, it's uh, what I miss. Uh, I feel responsible that I've not done for you what I should be doing. So anyway, all right, we're going to come back with, uh, I think there's a surprise in store for me, and I don't know what it is. And then we're going to open the phone lines. So uh, stay tuned, and I will repeat these uh, nuts and bolts things. I'll try to find a moment to do that again if you didn't get them down. All right, Sandy Rios, in the morning for the last time with my husband, Bruce. Thanks for listening.
8: Hello, everyone. Tim Wildman, president of American Family Association and American Family Radio. Hey, if you're looking for a vacation with a purpose in 2023, why don't you consider joining us on one of our Spiritual Heritage Tours. We're going to Washington, D.C., our nation's capital, and George Washington's Mount Vernon. And then we're also going to Jamestown, Williamsburg, and Yorktown. Those are two separate tours. June and September, we're going to go, and if you'd like more information on these, go to SpiritualHeritageTours.com SpiritualHeritageTours.com Stephen McDowell, the president of the Providence Foundation, and a, a true American historian will be joining us for both of these tours, and you will be enlightened and encouraged and educated and informed, and you'll be joining Christians from all over America on one of our tours. Tours.com is the website. Check it out. This is Pause to Pray, a chance each day
2: to stop down from the daily noise of life and pray for our country's leaders.
3: Today we pray for General Bradley Chance Saltzman, Chief of Space Operations for the United States Space Force. He oversees the Armed Forces Branch that conducts military operations in outer space. Deuteronomy 31 6 reminds us of the protection God gives us. Be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them, for it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Right now with this in mind, let's pray together. Almighty God, we ask for guidance for General Saltzman as he leads our nation's Space Force. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.
2: Pause to pray is a service of this station and the Presidential Prayer Team, a nonprofit, nonpartisan ministry dedicated to encouraging prayer for our nation's leaders. To learn more, go to PauseToPray.org.
6: Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes with news and commentary next. You can add bird-watching to the latest list of all things racist and symbolic of white supremacy. The Washington Post published an expansive report on the racist legacy of the Audubon Society and the birding community at large. They say some birds are named after former slave owners and white supremacists. Corinna Newsom is a black ornithologist, and her life's mission is to break down racial barriers and defeat racism in the birding community. The National Audubon Society is also facing the wrath of the cancel culture crowd, ruffling feathers because the founder owned slaves. John James Audubon has been dead for 170 years, so it's unclear why this has suddenly become an issue. Miss Newsom says she was troubled because she once had to wear a work shirt that bore Audubon's name. You know, it sounds to me like the Audubon Society is dealing with an infestation of dodo birds, loons, and bird brains. I'm Todd Stearns.
1: Hi, this is Sandy Rios wishing you a very Merry Christmas. Well, I know it's too soon, but it is not too soon to start making a Merry Christmas for children all across the globe through Operation Christmas Child. Each year we help Samaritans first with this, and each year children around the world hear about Jesus in these boxes, and this is how you do it. You go buy a shoebox or get a shoebox out of your closet, and you buy little cute toys like a ball or a doll Uh, to put on top of the box, and then you put clothing underneath it. Uh, That's all it takes. And you fasten that box up, and you take it to a drop-off location. There are 4,500 of them, and if you want to know where those are, you can go to SamaritansPurse.org to learn more and to find a drop-off location near you. This is a great way to celebrate Christmas on this end and celebrate Christmas on that end, too. Maybe a first Christmas for the children that receive these boxes. Just go to Occ to learn more and to find a drop-off location near you. It's
10: time. What time is it? Time for the show about people. No,
1: it's not a witch Stop. hunt, Bill. No, this is a serious problem in our culture. Politics. We will disagree, we will argue, and we will come to some sort of a conclusion. And just plain fun. I'm a first-time caller, I'm
2: just cracking up because this is, this is hilarious. Fox News analyst. She's the vice president of Family
1: Pack Federal.
10: Sandy Rios in the morning on AFR Talk.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, that's a nice surprise! Adam surprised me with that. That's really funny. That was our first uh, opening to the show <laughs> when I start. Remember, imagine me in the seat with uh, both hips replaced when you <laughs> on a walker. Anyway, that's how it started uh, ten over ten years ago. Ten, 10 years ago, I guess last April, something something like that. So. Uh, I've been your host that long and it's been my extreme pleasure and I, we've become such great friends that I'm going to miss you for sure. But it's a transition. I'm moving to Sandy Rios 24-7 on January the 9th. It's a podcast and uh, you can find it at AFR.net. Uh, you can get on our email list by going to send us an email at Sandy at AFR.net. And if you've already emailed me Uh, in the last week or so. You don't have to send another one, but we will compile those names. And if you don't want to be on the list, you can always refuse. And then you can remember maybe sandyrios.com, which will be kind of a hub of what's going on, what's happening. And of course, you can go to afr.net or the AFR app to listen from now on. And starting on Monday, it'll be Christian or Fred. And starting on January the 2nd, it will be the Jenna Ellis Show. And you will be in great hands. Okay, I think it's time to open the phone lines because I promised you we would, and it'll be nice to, for us to chat this, uh, take this opportunity to chat. So it's 888 589 8840, 888 589 8840. If you have any questions or comments, now be nice. <laughs> be nice. <laughs> I've had a couple that say We're never, don't, leave, I am leaving, this is my idea. This was actually my idea. Uh, I think I maybe should say that. Some people have asked if, I, if I'm doing this because of the cancer diagnosis I got uh, a couple of months ago. No, 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 no. That's a, it was very, in the, in the scheme of all cancers, that was really nothing. I'm even embarrassed to talk about it compared to friends I have that are, that are suffering with cancer diagnoses. Uh, so that's passed, and um, they caught it early. So I think it's a non-issue. I feel really good. It's not my health. Uh, but I have. Um, it's time for me to be have a little bit more balanced life because um, because I have a sweet husband and we we need to have just a, a little bit slower pace. And I'm sure that you all understand that. With I do a podcast, I don't have to get up at this time every morning and take in the news of the world and digest it uh, digest it to deliver it to you. I won't be doing that, and that that's that will help. But I will miss it. Okay, so our number is eight 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 five eight nine eight eight four seven honey before I take a call oh uh, I'm sorry eight 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 five eight nine five eight nine eight eight four zero I'm always trying to hurry eight eight four zero before we start did you have something you wanted to share?
7: yeah, I really do um first, on behalf of myself, I want to thank all of you you have reached out to me in so many ways. I'm not a part of this, but you treat me as if I am. And i am I'm so been so touched and so blessed by it. And I, I want to emphasize that Sandy loves her audience so much. This was a big decision for her to step down. Um, I think it's the right thing to do, but she is going to miss you. It, but again, this is not a farewell. It's a transition. But I really wanted to emphasize to you, what you have meant to her, and I've been reading some of the emails you've written, they're just beyond uh, beyond the pale of how wonderful they are, and thank you. I just want to thank you on behalf, uh, just for myself.
1: Thank you, honey. I agree. Ditto. Yes, all of that. All right. Now, honey, look at look how tiny that is. You see what I have to read every morning? Oh, yeah. Can you read that?
7: Yes. Shirley in Tennessee says, congratulations.
1: Oh, okay, let's go to Shirley in Tennessee. Right. Just help me with the <laughs> Hi, sure, so Shirley Oh, Shirley, how are you? My Shirley's sure been listening for a long time, right?
11: Yes, and I love you, I love you, I love you. I want to congratulate you and tell you I understand fully because for those of us who are still hitting the clock in the morning, we look forward to just getting a break someday or doing something different and leaving before the party's over. So to speak, I remember once when you were speaking on the air and some wonderful person decided, that they were going to retire, and you said they retired with so much grace. And then I thought about yourself, and I said, Sandy's leaving with grace and charm and starting a new adventure in life, and I look forward to following you there and following the new lady, and God bless you and Bruce, and I'm just so thankful for all the years you gave us. You are our heart. I've prayed with you. I've, I've cried for our government with you, and I've had hope. And I'm just telling you, you are just God's perk child. I look forward to meeting you in heaven someday because I don't know if I'll ever meet you on earth. But God bless you and we love you. And I'm just so excited for you and the grandchildren. You get to sit around and talk to them more, and it's going to be beautiful.
1: Surely. Thank you. You know, and your calls have always been a blessing to me and to our audience. Uh, the the way that God works through you and speaks through you has been just a really beautiful addition to the show. So thank you, and you bet we'll meet in heaven for sure. And I look forward to that, and that goes to everybody listening. You better make sure you're going to get to heaven. Remember, we've talked about Jesus and how you need a Savior. Make sure you sort that out, and then we'll see you. Shirley and I will see you in heaven. So Shirley, thanks so much, and God bless and keep you. All right, let's go to Sam. Uh, I can't read that, honey. It's so tiny. Sam in
7: Baton Rouge, Louisiana.
1: Sam, are you in Baton Rouge, Louisiana? Is that true?
5: <laughs> yes, Sandy, I'm in I'm in Baton Rouge.
1: All right. Uh, well, Sandy,
5: uh, I, I just wanted to uh, let you know that this is a part of my morning routine is to listen to Sandy in the morning, and uh, I've certainly been blessed uh, to uh, to hear you in the in the clarity and the um, Uh, information that you just, uh, it's hard to get anywhere else. And I want you to know that uh, I really appreciate it. And I have a question. Uh, uh, Is it out of the question that if Jenna Ellis needs to take a day off once in a while, that Sandy might fill in for her?
1: (laughs) I hadn't thought about that, Sam, but yeah, maybe so. Yeah, because I'm still part of the American Family Radio family. Uh, even though I'm just moving from this particular time slot, so I would think that maybe from time to time that might be possible if they if they call upon me to do that. So, so yes, I'll try to do that. And Sam, you know, I you make me cry, but you know how God is; He finds other, other avenues for you. He'll find other avenues, uh, places for you to listen. You can listen right here. You know, we won't miss a beat at this, uh, this time slot, uh, because uh, Christian and Fred, and then Jenna. So I, I I just it'll just be an adjustment for everyone, including me. So, but thanks for thanks, Sam, for your faithful listening and for the heart that I I hear gonna make me cry. I mean, so thank you. Let's go to Steve in uh,
7: Hope,
0: Arkansas.
1: Did I get that right? Okay, Steve. Yeah, oh. I, I, I do. You did you know Bill Clinton, Steve? <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I have met him a couple times and, uh,
1: uh,
0: I have voted against him every time. And, uh, and what, and, and, how, what do you do about that? Uh, I prayed for him when he was the president. Okay. I even met him in, uh, in Arkansas when he was champion for Hillary, Hillary up there. And, uh, he's, he's, he's a mixture. Okay, he's he's a funny kind of mission, but there's there's some there's some stuff there that uh, uh, what do what do you do about that? Okay, Uh, he didn't add up to Nero, but he does keep me praying. (laughs) 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 I'll put I'll put it like that. Yeah, very good, Bill. Yes. Okay. Uh, Now the the point of the call. Now in Africa, there's a proverb that says, "He that beats the drum does not know how far the the sound goes." Okay, now, now you have done that, and I think that the, the the drum beats are, are beating into eternity, okay? And then you've got uh, Tennyson said, more things are wrought by prayer than this world dreams of. Let your voice rise like a fountain night and day. I've talked to you several, almost a dozen times, but I think the most significant was to pray with you, okay? Intercede for the United States of America. If ever there was a time, if ever there was a country, that's it. Two of you put 10,000 to flight. And then Charles Spurgeon, he said, prayer is the slender nerve that moves the arm of omnipotence to act in your behalf, and you have been helpful in, in moving the nerve. I- I'm going to miss you, and I'm going to look for you in heaven. Bless you.
1: Oh, Steve, beautiful. Thank you. And all those great quotes. So thank you, and God bless you. And, yep, in heaven, we're going to have some time. We've got eternity, so I figure we've got time to have all those conversations, and we will have them, and each of you can tell me, me your story. You know my story, and we'll have time. me to hear your stories. It'll be a great blessing. Steve, thank you so much. Let's go to Bill in West Virginia. Bill, good morning.
5: Good morning, Sandy. um, Yes, sir. I just want to tell you that I am really going to miss you, and uh, this is an emotional thing for me. I think when I became a Christian, and I was 61 years old, I'm 78 now, but the first program I listened to I was dying through a Christian station, and your program came on in the morning. And for these 10 years, I have not missed. If I've missed, it's because I was in another state and couldn't pick it up. But, Sandy, I love you. You're a beautiful person. I did meet you one time when you worked for CWA. I was in CWA Local 1150 out of New York. And I think I met you in a freehold area at a training session. <laughs> and I always wanted to see you again. I hope someday I do. Well, I will when we get to heaven. But you know, Sandy, I just um, I know I'm not making much sense, but I'm gonna tell you what I'm gonna I'm gonna miss you. And and your and, and your and your husband is is a nice person too. You know, my wife, you and I share one thing too. Your spouse worked for the FBI. My wife worked for the FBI. I met my wife when I came back from Vietnam, and and was stationed at Andrews Air Force Base. And so we've always shared a few things. But I, you know, I always, I enjoyed meeting you that one time. I only met you the one time. It was a training session. And but your on, on your on your radio program, I, you have inspired me more than than any single individual has not only by, by by your belief in Jesus Christ, but by the way you treated us as people and the way that you brought the news to us that nobody else did.
1: Well, Bill, <clears throat> thank you. Um, let me just say, first of all, how incredible that you should come to Christ at 61. And how what an honor for me, And isn't that a God thing? Uh, Just like my, just me, like me coming to AFR talk was God's hand. It's God's hand that you heard me on the dial and hopefully, you know, grew spiritually and latched in and, you know, the seed went deep. And so that's a great blessing to me. And we will see you in heaven for sure, Bill. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, Let's go to Steve in Iowa. Good morning, Steve. Steve, are you there? Hello? Hello, Steve. This is not my friend Congressman Steve King, is it?
5: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I I wanted to thank you. Uh, There's a bunch of us here that listen to you. And you and your husband are so lucky to have each other. It's really something. Uh, I hope this person that you have picked will be forthright and will tell people what's really going on. Uh, The enemy wishes to destroy us, is extremely good at what they're doing. I can't mention anything more than that. But uh, uh, you said something about a book. Could you give us a little hint about what your book is going to be about?
1: I can. Uh, I can, Steve. I, You know, for years, uh, um, gosh, how to make this concise? People have asked me to write for a long time when I was in the public eye more than I really am now. And um, I never wanted to write a book about my daughter who was severely disabled and all the struggles. That just didn't sound appealing to me. It was just too hard. And I also didn't want to write a book about my life. That seems kind of vain and who cares. (laughs) And yet, uh, what I feel like God laid on my heart in a number of actually miraculous ways, Uh, getting a publisher just happened instantly, really, and that doesn't happen, but I... The story of my life uh, I'm telling, but in the context of God's incredible work and the intersection of my life with historical affairs, like uh, that I lived in Berlin, Germany, uh, that I was in North Korea on 9 11, uh, that I was in Washington right after 9 11. That was my, I mean, I had a front row seat to the fight over gay marriage, which I was very involved in. Uh, There's just been a lot of world events, uh, and then there's some fun things, too. So it is the story of my life, but it's a story of my life written with a a distinct purpose, uh, written in a way that I think anybody can read because my life intersects a lot of interesting things like the bears and what, yeah, what, honey? And may I
7: say that Sandy and I met later in life, and as we've been writing this book— I'm learning about my wife things I never knew. <laughs>
1: <laughs> good or bad?
7: <laughs> Mostly good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> It'll be called the Velvet Hammer. And uh, and I'll tell you, I'll be telling you more about it, Steve, I think. Uh, but thanks for asking that question. Sandy Rios in the morning, back after this.
3: Do you feel like you're in control of your finances? Or is it more like the other way around?
10: No, 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 no.
3: Sometimes all it takes is a little help and encouragement. And we've got just the thing. It's Money Wise with Rob West. Every weekday morning from 9 to 10 Central, Rob and his money-savvy friends and colleagues help you stay in control of your finances. And it's not from the world's perspective, but from God's. Don't miss Money Wise with Rob West every weekday morning from 9 to 10 Central, right here on AFR.
8: Forget about Facebook. The last 10 days we've been banned twice and is unbanning a word. They put us under the ban. Christians and conservatives don't need you, YouTube. Banned one day, banned again. AFR programs are now live
10: streaming on the AFA streaming app. Now you can get shows like today's issues straight from the source. Put back on the next. Just say unbanned. Unbanned. Just search AFA streaming or visit streaming.afa.net to sign up.
11: Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. Statistics show that children who grow up without a father are five times more likely to live in poverty and to commit crime. They're nine times more likely to drop out of school and 20 times more likely to end up in prison. Yet the percentage of children born to fatherless homes has skyrocketed in America. As of 2015, 25% of white, 53% of Hispanic, and 73% of black babies are born into fatherless homes, while scripture teaches that the weight of raising children in the discipline and instruction of the Lord falls upon fathers. Seems like we need a movement that says fatherhood matters.
10: Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association. If you are 65 or older, you know this, watching your hard-earned dollars fly out the window on healthcare costs is frustrating. Well, here's something that can really help, and it's worth taking a minute to look into, MediShare 65+. Plus. MediShare is a community of Christians who share each other's healthcare bills And it really is a community, too. People encourage and pray for each other. Well, MediShare 65 Plus is a low-cost option for those with Medicare Parts A and B, and it fills in the gaps where Medicare stops. It's a great way to fight inflation, too. You can lock in one low monthly price for up to 10 years. And it's easy. You can use any Medicare-approved doctor or get 24-7 telehealth access from the comfort of your home. Very worth looking into during Medicare Open Enrollment, which ends December 7th. If you join right now, your second month share will be free. So don't miss this chance. Call 833 45 Bible. That's 833 45 Bible. 833 45
3: Bible. This is Frank Gaffney with the Secure Freedom Minute. Today, we remember and honor those who served and in many cases died in uniform. They did so, among other reasons, to ensure the survival of our representative form of government of, by, and for the people. Team Biden claims democracy is threatened by enemies of the state who are election deniers. But the midterms, with their wildly different outcomes than those predicted by rallies, polls, and palpable public sentiment, suggest a different threat to our republic. If every ballot counts, as Democrats have clearly sought, you can easily get different results than if only votes legally cast by qualified American citizens count. Practices like universal mail in ballots, unsupervised drop boxes, ballot harvesting, and poorly maintained voter rolls lend themselves to the election of those who do not have the most legally cast votes. Are our departed veterans spinning in their graves? This is Frank Gaffney. Sandy Rios in the morning on American Family Radio.
1: All right, Sandy Rios, back with you. This is our last segment together. Now, don't uh, you know, don't uh, choke up because I'm kind of choking up. This is a transition, though. Let me say again, I'm going to Sandy Rios 24-7, a podcast that will begin on January the 9th. I'm not going anywhere. I'll be part of the AFR family. You'll hear my voice. Uh, and if you want to know how to listen, you go to AFR.net or download the AFR app. Uh, you can get on our email list by uh, sending a request at sandy at afr.net. You can always write down sandyrios.com and find me there. It's being vamp- ramped up, but that's if you can remember that, I bet. Uh, so uh, let me just say quickly before I go back to the phone lines, uh, one thing I did not say, which I should, it's important, uh, one of the things that in- intersected my life with the American Family Association was that when I was president of Concerned Women for America in Washington, D.C., uh, one of the people that I admired uh, because of the being in the battle together, I saw what he was made of and the kind of character he had, and that was Don Wildman, the founder of the American Family Association. He and I were sort of partners uh, trying to bring along some other people uh, the, uh, we, we were just committed to the, to, to the right and wrong of the issues. And I just admired him so much for that. and We became friends. And so that's, that's how this really started, just so you know. And I wanted to, to say just a shout-out to him. I a shout-out to him. He's not in good health now. But um, he was a, he is the reason for American Family Association. And, of course, Tim and his wife, Allison, who've been so kind to us, and Walker and Wesley and, and all the other kids. So um, we are just very grateful. For the kindness of the staff. And uh, we're we're not leaving. We're not leaving. I'm I'm saying like I'm saying goodbye, but just wanted you all to know the the groundwork in the background. All right. Uh, Back to the phones. Let's go to Peter in Texas. Petro. Petro. How are you, Peter?
4: Hi. I'm great, Sandy. How are you?
1: I'm good. Well, you know, I'm okay. (laughs) I'm okay, Peter. uh,
4: We're all all getting choked up. No, I I just want to tell the story. I moved out here uh, to the woodlands with my wife and four kids from California when the COVID thing got crazy in California, we had to leave. And so I work uh, for a solar company and I drive a lot. And every morning I listen to you in the morning. And, uh, you know, when I came to Jesus, my mom said, what did I do wrong? And so when I hear your voice, you have a voice of concern, genuine love for people, godly voice. And you're like the mom I never had, so uh, I've adopted you.
1: Oh well I accept, I accept that position with uh, gr- with humility and um yeah just that's very sweet Parker. Now so you gotta now you're gonna know how to find a podcast, right? You're you're up to that, right?
4: Oh yeah, I'm I'm totally up to that. I wanted to ask you, what's your favorite Bible
1: verse? Ah, oh, well the one that comes to me that was my verse for years when I was a professional singer was that, that let nothing be done through strife or vainglory. But in lowliness of mind, let each esteem the other as better than self. Let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus, who, although he was God, thought it not robbery to give up his godhood, and he became a man uh, and humbled himself so that, at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. That's, that's my verse. Just, that's and thanks for asking me, Peter. <laughs> thanks that's for asking me. Verse. Yeah, Thank you, Peter. Thank you so much for that kind compliment. And let's now go to Karen, who is in, um, Karen is in Kansas. Kansas. Hi, Karen. I just love getting to talk to you. I do love
9: hearing your husband whenever he was on the show, and I also love hearing about your kids. But I wanted to tell you about our situation. In the morning, I turn you on first thing. The two granddaughters, they get up and start getting ready for breakfast. and So they're listening to you. And then my husband comes in, he grabs his coffee, he sits down and he listens to you. And then my son comes up and he listens to you. And (laughs) it's a generational thing. It's pretty amazing (laughs) because they all want to listen to what's going on. And these kids are teenagers, you're making an indifference. So look at that, it goes from young teenagers, clear up to old whip, an old woman and like just like me, and then I wanted to also tell you. Then I sit down after I'm done listening to you, and I write. Oh, I don't know how many people. It's over fifty. I write about fifty people, and I tell them what you say. So it goes on from there, and I'm trying to get. And I try to get people to listen to you every morning. So I don't know how many people, it has come from your show. But I just wanted to thank you. It's amazing, and I'm really impressed that most of these guys that are talking right now are men.
1: You know, yeah. I mean. You, you did a lot. Well, Karen, that's so sweet of you. I would say this. You know, I think that I've been, no one's been more amazed than I have uh, at the way God has used m- me in this respect, in radio. Uh, you know, I've been in radio since the 90s in Chicago. And one of the things that happened that was kind of a phenomenon when I started in radio, uh, there were hardly any women doing talk radio for, you know, hard news and all of that. Um, and the common thought in the radio industry was that men would never want to listen to women, and I didn't set out to change that. Uh, but just the way God wired me, I grew up. Uh, I I'm not a tomboy, but I I just was kind of like a guy sometimes. That's my husband, and the way I think, not only in the way I think, right, honey? Please, <laughs> only <saying. laughs> that way. <laughs> um, and I think it's been interesting. It's so funny, Karen. You'd enjoy this. I went to a, uh, an evangelical free church. For 15 years I raised my kids very conservative, very much like if for those of you that are Southern Baptist, the doctrine is very evangelical, biblical. They didn't allow women to teach. I know that's offensive to some people, but that's the way it was and I had no problem with that because I'd rather be I'd rather submit to some kind of a rule like that um than fight for some women's rights when I'm not sure scripture gives me those rights. So I just want to make that clear. But here's the deal. They actually asked me to speak at their men's retreat. <laughs> 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 I just thought that was so funny, and I do, Only God could do that. Only God would do that. But Karen, thanks so much, and thanks to all of your family for their kindness in listening. Okay, let's uh, we've got Kathy in Texas. Let's go to Kathy. Uh, good morning, Kathy. Hi, good morning, Andy. I'm
2: walking into a high school right now where I teach U.S. history, and oh, I wow. listen to you every morning. I I am not an NPR voter, but I was an NPR listener for 25 years until I found you. And I just want to tell you, I go into the classroom with, you know, what the latest, greatest thing you said, and I can make connections for kids uh, with what they're learning. Don't throw all the history teachers under the bus. There's a lot of conservatives out here. But, you know, we have to be careful what we say. But you help bring relevance too. We're studying the Korean War. You know, I, I know what's going on on the border there because of you. But bless oh my you, gosh. you're retiring well. I was blessed to listen to you, and I did cry when I heard you were leaving. I have oh. to say,
1: hey, <laughs> Kathy, silly, but I can, just, can, no, that's yeah. not silly because this is this is we talk about deep stuff and we do get bonded. But I'm just a quick question because, uh, um, you were an NPR follower, so did you, could you, in a nutshell, say? what resonated with you that altered your thinking about things? Not just me. I mean, I'm talking about what what made you kind of think this, recognize that maybe what you were hearing was not quite true.
2: Oh, I knew it wasn't true. I'm a strong Christian conservative, and I knew it wasn't true. Okay. But they had a good, what I liked was that they covered the world really yes. well. Yes, yep, I and, like them too. You know, the stories too were too. deep. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I didn't believe Nina Totenberg or whoever. So <laughs>
3: okay. I
2: didn't buy that <laughs> Uh, Um but I just blessings on you and uh I I hope it's great in the future. I always thought I'm gonna retire and go work for her. That's what I wanted to
1: do. Oh Uh, man uh, (laughs) Well, I'm now I'm not retiring Remember, I'm transitioning because I will still be working. (laughs) Yeah, no, yeah, so yeah, so please do. (laughs) All right, Kathy, thanks. Great, great story. And may I
7: piggyback on that, uh mentioning the Korean War. Today is Veterans Day and we thank you guys and women who really went to bat for all of us. Some gave the ultimate sacrifice, all gave some kind of sacrifice. Thank you.
1: Oh, thanks, honey, for throwing that in. By the way, I should take this moment to say I'm going to bring Bruce into the podcast more often than he joins me now. And so he'll add his voice too, especially his expertise on uh, uh, police affairs, FBI stories, and you know there's going to be plenty of them. So that's one thing that you can look forward to because he is kind of fun. Yeah, so...
7: Uh, don't, don't run them all off now. I'm <laughs> telling them I'm going to be on. Right.
1: Let's go to let's go to uh, let's go to Lisa in, in Alabama. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning. So, what's on your mind, Lisa? Um, I moved to Alabama to be
12: closer to my son, and I basically knew him and his dad, and. I found you on the radio, and you were my first friend in Alabama.
4: You have, <laughs>
12: helped, me. You have helped me through some really bad times. Um, I lost a job, and then we lost my son to aggressive brain cancer. Oh my and when I, was, when I went back to work, one morning I was driving in, and it was the first morning that I was able to come in at 7.30, so I heard your opening, and as soon as your opening started, uh, right out of my mouth, it, I was like, good morning, old friends. good morning. So <laughs> you have really helped me through some really hard times in
1: my life, so thank you for being my friend, and good luck. Yes. Thank you, Lisa. And, um, I hear all of that and that's a great gift you just gave me and I will see you in heaven. Okay. I'll see you in heaven. Let's go to Paul in Texas. Good morning, Paul. Good morning, Paul. If you guys, I guess I should ask if you just, um, I hate to do this, but if you could just make your thoughts concise so we can get in as many people as we can in the next few seconds here, a few minutes. Good morning, Paul.
0: Okay.
4: Oh, hi. Good morning. Um, morning, uh, Sandy and Bruce. Uh, It's just been wonderful listening to you. And uh, Bruce, you're the silent partner there in the background, right? Um, (laughs) And the inspiring and uh, the quiet husband in the background. Yes. um, But anyhow, I wanted to say, I'll try to be quick, but it's hard to be, you know. Um, But I want to say thank you for all you do for our country. I mean, uh, you guys are real patriots. And I love our country. I love the Lord. God has blessed our country so much. And you you really have inspired me to not be afraid and to speak up. And now I write my congressmen, I write the president. I write my senators. I try to meet with those guys. Um, I never did that before. And I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to stand up for what I think is right. And um, I started listening to your show about two years ago and I loved AFR ever since I got addicted to it. And now my son, my high school, my 17 year old (laughs) son from high school, he listens to AFR. Uh-oh. Anyways, um I, which is kinda unusual. High school kids, you know, listen to rock music or whatever or yes. you know, other stuff. But yep. he loves all the programming, all the talk shows and things. Wow. But anyhow, um your news and commentary I've just really uh I've integrated into my daily prayer life. I didn't really pray this much before, but about a year ago I started praying every day. And I'm a musician too. So I sing <laughs> songs in the morning, that's part of my prayer. <laughs> and I actually wrote a song too, but in any case, uh, you inspired me. I think the most important thing that I got from your program was the J Sixers. And I mm-hmm. thought, I need to do something for the J Sixers. I mean, these guys are suffering in the jail in DC, and now they're all over the place, right? I mean, those guys, some yes. of them, uh, those men and women, mm-hmm. they're everywhere. I mean, who knows? Some of them have been prosecuted. And so you inspired me to help them. I didn't give them money, but I went to DC to pray for them. And I sat outside the DC jail for about three and a half days, six hours a day, and prayed oh. for them.
1: Oh my goodness! And Paul.
4: I didn't know what else to do, but this was like the best gift I could give them. And I thought, you know, I could donate, go to the GoFundMe and donate money, but I thought, you know, that's not me. That's not what I do. Um, I'm a prayer warrior. So,
1: oh, Paul, we ju- you just dropped out, but that oh, that was wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. So thank you, Paul. Let's go to uh, Dina in Ohio. Dina, good morning.
2: Hey, good morning. I I wanted to say, I want to echo what Paul said about the J6ers. You're one of the few people who have really stayed on track with these guys, and I have been a giver to them, and I have brought them to light to my small groups and my church. And um, I have been listening to you since I found AFR. I think it was 2005, and then it went talk shortly after. And um, you have been the greatest thing that ever happened to me. And I turn you on to everybody that I know because you are brilliant, and you have done so much for your audience. I can't wait for your podcast so I can listen to you for hours and hours and hours. Okay, Dina,
1: that's a great way to that's a great way to end a great note to end on instead of the sadness. Remember. I know this is a loss for the mornings, but I will be, for me, I mean, in being with you, as Sandy Reels 24-7 will begin on January the 9th. Uh, the Jenna Ellis Show will be in this time slot beginning January 2nd. Next Monday when you tune on, it'll be a familiar voice, Christian, Jay Christian Adams, my good friend, and Fred Jackson, our newsman, who both do a terrific job. You can find the podcast at AFR.net. Uh, you can uh, join our email list, sandy at AFR.net. And you can look at SandyRios.com and find out what's going on. Once we get it updated right now, it's kind of funny. But God bless each and every one of you. Okay. Sandy Rios in the morning.